I'm Pastor Daniel Morris, and you're listening to Sharing the Bread of Life, a podcast by St. Timothy's Lutheran Church in Skokie, Illinois. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular subscriber, I pray that Christ feeds you from the stories and testimony you'll hear today. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. May the Lord fill you with every good thing, and may you have enough left over to share. The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. They were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking ahead of them. They were amazed, and those who followed were afraid. He took the twelve aside again and began to tell them what was to happen to him, saying, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death. Then they will hand him over to the Gentiles. They will mock him and spit upon him and flog him and kill him. And after three days he will rise again. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What is it you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink, or be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They replied, We are able. Then Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink you will drink, and with the baptism with which I am baptized you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, they began to be angry with James and John. So Jesus called them and said to them, You know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as their rulers lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. But it is not so among you, but whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. They came to Jericho. As he and his disciples in a large cloud were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he called, cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. The Gospel of the Lord. The other night I ordered takeout for my family over the phone. The server couldn't see me as I told her about my son's peanut allergy. 
She didn't know that I order large chicken strips for my son so that he can have leftovers the next day. The food would be ready in 15 minutes, and we hung up the phone. After picking up the food, I returned home and was surprised to discover kids' chicken strips when I was expecting large chicken strips. I hadn't told the server exactly what I wanted, and she couldn't see me. So she filled in the missing information with her own assumptions. Our misunderstanding cost my son his leftovers for the next day. It's hard to achieve understanding when we don't have the complete picture. Misunderstanding characterizes Jesus' followers frequently in the Gospel of Mark. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, are prime examples. Jesus is on his way up to Jerusalem where he will be stripped of his power, his dignity, and even his life. Many of his followers are filled with fear, but not James and John. They're busy dreaming of power and of fame and of how the history books will remember the part that they played in Jesus' revolution. They want to be first in line when Jesus starts handing out political favors to his supporters. Teacher, do for us whatever we ask of you. Seat us in positions of honor as you ascend your throne. They must have been in the bathroom for the part where Jesus was talking about the mocking and the spitting and the flogging and the killing. They can't see the complete picture. And they fill in the missing information with their own assumptions. They want to be governors in a kingdom where slaves are the Lord's. They want to be famous in a kingdom that celebrates the nameless and the unknown. They can't see that the seats of power and honor that they ask for hang from matching crosses on either side of Jesus. They make their request without truly understanding what they are asking for. Now, the cross still stands miles down the road from the son, for the sons of Zebedee. Meanwhile, we're looking at the cross in our rearview mirrors. Even though hindsight is supposed to be 2020, we still stumble over the meaning of the cross. I was recently reminded of a funny commercial that I saw for a free two-hour food delivery service. In the commercial, it's Grandma's birthday. However, something has gone terribly wrong. The camera pans to the different faces in the room. Uncle is spilling his coffee. Grandpa is holding a pitcher of milk, wide mouth. Auntie and Mama are sitting at the table holding refreshments, and each has a look of horror mixed with disbelief frozen on their face. The next camera shot shows us why. Dad was carrying the birthday cake over to the couch when he tripped, causing the cake to become airborne. Guest of honor, who is napping on the couch, is about to get a birthday surprise she won't soon forget. The meaning of the cross causes us to stumble like Dad on his way to the couch. It trips us up in our celebration of life and brings us crashing down to the ground. 
The cross confronts us with the difficult truths that we would rather avoid. It brings us face to face with the people that we would rather sweep under the rug. In God's kingdom, the powerless make all of the decisions and dictate the policy. In God's kingdom, we meet the guests of honor when we faceplant on the floor. As Jesus leads the sons of Zebedee ever closer to the cross, he continues opening their eyes to the people who are powerful and celebrated in God's kingdom. A few miles closer to Jerusalem, Jesus introduces them to Bartimaeus, whose name means son of honor. As a blind beggar, many would have called Bartimaeus disabled. However, we will see that God created him differently abled instead of disabled. Bartimaeus doesn't see the way that James and John and many of us see. He perceives his surroundings through what he hears and through what he touches. Jesus draws Bartimaeus to him as he passes by. His followers block Bartimaeus and shout him down, blocking his way. But Jesus calls Bartimaeus to him, clearing the differently abled man's path of tripping hazards. Jesus speaks into his darkness, asking, What do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus reaches back, fingers touching the gentle rabbi's bearded face. My teacher, let me see again. How different this request is from that of James and John. God graced Bartimaeus with the ability to see what James and John could not. In Christ, God is speaking light into the world's darkness. In Christ, God is reaching out to, in mercy to heal. Jesus says to Bartimaeus, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately, the differently abled son of honor regains his sight. Jesus joyfully welcomes him and his perspective into the community which once shouted him down as they continue on the road up to Jerusalem. God opens our eyes to the whole picture of salvation through Christ, who dies in powerless humiliation on the cross. God teaches us the meaning of the cross as we struggle with our own limitations, our shame, and our apparent unimportance in the universe. A few years ago, a woman tripped over the cross when she lost her job. She was terrified, confused, and angry with God for depriving her and her family of their daily bread. Although it took some time, God provided her with another job. One day, she tripped over the cross again while dropping off donations at a donation center. The man helping her unload was homeless and out of work. He was volunteering at the donation center for the free lunch. He shared his own anger with her, 
his despair after two and a half months of unemployment, and his frustration over the six-mile walk between the shelter and the donation center that he made twice every day. God opened the woman's eyes at that moment to see her own face plant into unemployment differently. She was sheltered and fed by the mercy of others when her severance ran out. She was comforted by compassionate, listening ears when she was filled with anger and frustration. She was embraced by the grace that she could taste and see every Sunday at the Lord's table. Looking back, she suddenly recognized God's voice speaking into her darkness while God's hand raised her up from the floor. Now God was opening her eyes to someone living through a similar and even more severe time of need. The unemployment which had once disadvantaged her differently abled her to recognize God's kingdom. God stirred her heart with compassion, and she gave the man $10 for a bus pass. Even though it wasn't much, the overcast demeanor which enshrouded the man suddenly scattered as God touched him through one small act of mercy. The cross changes our perspective radically when our gaze is fixed on personal control and recognition. God opens our eyes through what, by all worldly standards, is weakness and vulnerability. No one whose eyes have been opened to the crucified and risen one will long be able to ignore him when they meet him in the world. Even the eyes of James and John would be opened one day to the crucified one in the midst of the world. As Bartimaeus' prayer becomes our own, we journey towards the cross, confident that the mercy of God will touch us, and we shall see.